0: And welcome to Is This Music with me, your host, Shelby Jacobson. It's been a hell of a long time since I posted my last episode, and for that, I am really sorry. It's been way too long, I know. The good news is, I'm friggin' back, baby! And I changed my intro song. There's a lot of changes going on over here. My life has kind of been all over the place since I last posted something. I just moved, I've been sad, I've been happy, I've been stressed, and I've also been avoidant of putting any time aside for a fun thing like this. So thank you for bearing with me and thanks for checking it out again. Today's episode, I interview Chris Farron, a multi-instrumentalist, a singer, a songwriter, an incredible human, and a dear friend of mine. I have known Chris since I was like 16 years old. So I had a lot of fun getting to sit down with him and hear about his song selection. Like I said before, I abandoned this project for a hot minute, so this episode was actually recorded in the beginning of December. It's ridiculous, I know. But enough delay, let's listen to it. Please enjoy. Thank you.
1: Alright, let's we're testing it right we're now. We are
0: testing. Yeah, Babino. Babaleno. Why- Little peenies.
1: Little peenies. Little weenie
0: peenies. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Is This Music with me. My name is Shelby, but it's not the point. We are here today with Chris Farron, famous for the band Fake Problems and Tartigo. Vespucci, nailed it, as well as a burgeoning solo career, as well as he tries to be a nice guy most of the time, end quote. That was a direct rip of something he said on KXLU in 2014.
1: Oh, wow. Did you watch that or did you...
0: I Googled it and I started clicking around and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to introduce this guy. Yeah, this person I I
1: barely know. This
0: person I don't know at all and I wouldn't want to tell a lie about. Oh, yeah. So I... Saw that, and I was like, hey, I'll just use that, even though I think I may have uh, accidentally said something wrong. When? In the bi- in the in your little bio. Just now? Well, I said one of the band's names wrong. Oh, Antarctica Vespucci? That's nothing it's a, new. it's a
1: completely... Sorry, I'm, like, really having a hard time with this He's microphone. He's
0: solving a puzzle. Um, Your name is Chris. Yep. Last name Farron.
1: That's right. That's correct.
0: And do you want to add anything from 2014 till now that you'd like to say what is uh, you said you had a burgeoning solo career I'd i said you have that? a full on fully I throbbing mean, erect
1: uh, <laughs> solo wow. career i would say that now for sure but definitely in 2014 it was i would i would characterize it as burgeoning
0: yes i'm sorry i just said throbbing and erect
1: that's Let's okay cut it out, we'll bleep it <laughs>
0: um yeah i think you're definitely I would, doing I would the damn thing say
1: that's my most relevant Project I'm doing? You have a couple. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Thank Um, you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I have known Chris maybe since I was 15 or 16 years old. Wow. Which is weird.
1: You had pink hair.
0: I did. Um, Eye burningly bright pink. I think that was when I was like, I'm just going for it. I'm going to see how pink pink can get.
1: It was very pink.
0: Too pink. Let's just go ahead and say it. Too pink. I couldn't even wash it out, I had to cut it out. I went to a hairstylist and she put Tide detergent in my hair and it still wouldn't remove itself. So that's why I cut my hair off. Wow. Yeah. Again, this show is not about me. And then
1: you've had (laughs) short hair ever since. Yeah. Is that true? It
0: won't grow back. Wow. That's not true. I like having short hair.
1: You look good with short hair.
0: That's nice of you to say. I think it's easy. I wake up and I have like just some spikes all over the place and I put water on it and I push it down. You know, I love getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm blushing again. <laughs> it's been many, many months since I've done this project, so I'm uh, a little all over the place.
1: You're doing a great job.
0: Okay, thank you. Well, I went to one of your shows when I was probably 16 or so. I don't remember where it was, so that's not fun. But maybe we just became friends throughout the years, and then I went on tour with your band.
1: That's right, you did.
0: I was probably 18. Maybe nineteen. I, I fell on my face on that tour. Right before I went I on. I think tour you were with. nineteen. Yeah.
1: When how old were you when you fell on your face?
0: <laughs> nineteen probably. Okay, yeah. I was uh very intoxicated. Drunk. Oops. It's okay. Yes. But I have a vivid memory of being on tour with fake problems when my face was fully swollen and Yeah. And I didn't go home. I decided to continue going on the road for a month and a half after that. Right. And I was selling merch for the bands and I'm surprised people even came up to talk to me because I literally looked so gnarly. <laughs> my face was like gooey. It was very weird. I um, remember,
1: yeah, you did have a gooey face. You were Derek applying would clean
0: cream. My yeah, face yeah, every I day. Yeah, I
1: remember. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Woo. Yeah. Maybe I'll post a pic of my bloody face. Yeah. Of Derek cleaning up my face.
1: You have pics of yeah, you must have. I picks think of I have a picture
0: it. of like us at a Burger King or something, and
1: him cleaning it at Burger yeah.
0: King. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But he he would always make sure I had Neosporin on it, which probably made it a little more gooey. To be honest, yeah,
1: true. But maybe still got scars. (laughs) But I still got (laughs) the
0: scars.
1: (laughs) I remember that chicken from Dead to Me when we were like about to have you on tour with us. He was like, you know, passing you to us basically, (laughs) and he he like kind of took Sean and I to the side and was like, you know, Shelby's like my sister. You got to take care of her, and Sean was like. She yeah. was just on tour with you and her she split her face open.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And hey, yeah, was, wait a minute. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, did he have anything to say about that? Or was it true? Remember. All right, peace out. <laughs> it was yeah, I got like to that. say what I wanted to say. <laughs> But, yeah, it wasn't my fault at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't his fault. I was the dumb one. Um, yeah, I think after that, I I just stopped. Touring. Well, no, ba- that's not true. That's not true, but I think I stopped. Uh, I used to just be obsessed with wrestling when I was pretty intoxicated. I don't know what. Helby started with the wrestling. and Helby is co-
1: like, okay, so you know how <laughs> the guy on The Real World said his name was The Miz <laughs> when he got drunk? That's exactly what Helby is to Shelby.
0: I hate Helby. And that
1: guy is an actual wrestler now. Oh, my And he's God. actually The Miz. No. That's true. He's a WWE wrestler. Oh, my God.
0: Known as The Miz. He's successful. I fully am trying to be him then. <laughs> can, we, can we get a pic of that? I want to look at what he looks like.
1: You want me to sh- pop it, it, may it up be, for
0: you? Maybe in a second.
2: All right.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I hate Helby. Helby is, I hate Helby sometimes. I like getting silly, but I don't like getting, like, I used to, like, climb on tables and, like, smash glasses and, like...
1: I remember at uh, again at the fest. <laughs> oh,
0: God, yeah. Yeah. You're I with the sidekicks.
1: Right. I came back to my hotel and, and I heard
0: a commotion and I... <laughs> we were being loud, but the walls, not so thick.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't in, like, the next room. I was I down the were. hall.
0: No, I wasn't. Oh, <laughs> my God. I thought you were. <laughs> Sorry. Go uh, ahead.
1: But uh, you were... Throwing off the patio furniture off the second story from your balcony yes. and then running down, getting it, bringing it back up, and then throwing it down again, <laughs> like over and over and over again.
0: I was like a the golden retriever that puts the, the automated, like, tennis ball machine. Yeah, yeah I I was having I was having a good old time. It
1: seemed very. It
0: was but very I funny. Was, you know, we had a vibe. We were all wrestling. The sidekicks are obsessed with wrestling. Right. They were like fully calling like moves. Yeah. I was on one. On one. Boy, I was, mm-hmm. and I just think I. It was that really shitty, like almost Dollar Tree equivalent, like patio furniture, oh, yeah, like it was, white plastic yeah. lawn chairs that just even when you sit in them they crack. Right. So I think I. I may have just cracked it, and then I was like, fuck this! Yeah. And I chucked it. I think Steve and I later that night tried to just put it against a wall and position it like a puzzle to make it still stay upright so we wouldn't get in trouble, but I'm sure there's worse things happening in that motel, probably. The night's in. Anyway, good times.
1: Great times.
0: So... Thank you for being on my podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. You're great. You're one of the funniest people I know.
0: That's not true, but I appreciate you Who's saying Who's funnier it.
1: than you that I know?
0: Well, you're like all in the comedy world, so I don't know, Dane Cook.
1: Yeah, my close <laughs> personal old, friend. I'm not in the buddy. comedy world. You're more in no, the comedy world than I am. No,
0: you're like fully in the comedy world. No, I just not. like going to shows and I'm like taking classes. Um, well, I kind of want to maybe talk about your song choices. Okay you know, everyone has their own way of picking what songs they want to bring in. I -hmm. don't know if yours is like a collaborated mix or if it has like a theme to it or how did you come about picking your songs? Yeah, Um, these
1: are just songs that that I really... Well, okay, so song one and two, there's a specific story and then the last three are just songs I really
0: like. Okay, perfect. Do you want to talk about the first one? Sure. It's by Iron and Wine Uh featuring Calexico. Yes. And it's called 16 Maybe Less. That's right. Your first song. You have a story?
1: Yes. <laughs> so this is just a great song from a like a split EP that Iron Wine and Calexico made together. That's just great. And I was married two years ago. You were at my wedding. I
0: was. Great, beautiful wedding. Did you get bug bites? Bed bug bites. Bed bug bites? Mm-hmm. From where? The your friggin' Hampton
1: in my hotel room? <laughs> what were you doing in my hotel room?
0: <laughs> I was sleeping with Cassie. Oh, my lord. I was her emotional support while right. you were with the boys. The getting boys. Your, your suit tied tightened. Is that what happens? Yeah, I was getting my suit tie tightened. <laughs> Maybe you were getting your suit tie tightened. Anyway, your story. Go back to it. You got married two years ago. Two, two years, years ago.
1: ago-ish, yeah. Yes, September twenty sixth. Beautiful, two thousand fifteen. It was a beautiful
0: wedding. Thank you.
1: Um, a lot of people got bug bites.
0: I maybe got a couple. Like Dan
1: Ozzie, his like whole like thigh was like decimated by buggies. Maybe I, but got I didn't a couple. get any.
0: It was an outdoor wedding. Yeah, in Florida. That's right. So I I think I probably got a couple, but nothing to report. I just remember fondly of frogs. Yeah, I that's caught. Cool. I was like a little kid wandering around by myself, like catching them. Anyway, that's fun. It was fun for me, and the whole wedding was fun. Great food, good yeah. Music started I, I, pouring rain, and purple very... rain started. That was a full-on movie moment.
1: That was so cool.
0: Yes. Anyway,
1: uh, okay. So when Cassie and I were planning our wedding, we were like, I think our friend Melissa was like, "What's your song gonna be for your first dance?" And we had never thought about it. We'd never had like a song. Or anything like that. And uh, I had a thought in my head. And then Cassie was like, I, I don't know. I have a thought in my head as well. And then we like both said it at the same time. And it was this Iron and Wine song, Aww. which was crazy because it wasn't even like we never had like any super romantic moments with the song or anything. But mm-hmm. it was just a song we both liked. That's sweet. So, yeah, that was to be our first dance song. Yeah. So that's that is the story. That's
0: very sweet. Of that song. Yeah. Cool, now I will listen to that song and think of that. That's so cute.
1: Yeah, it's also very long. And well, it's a beautiful song. The idea was to like fade it out like two minutes in oh. so we didn't have to dance for
0: six oh, yeah. minutes. That's a lot of pressure. Okay, well, let's listen to the whole thing.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs> this is
0: Iron and Wine featuring Calexico, 16 maybe less. Um, okay, I have some cross-talk. I have cross some talk. questions for you. Yeah, Maybe you're like me and you suffer from social anxiety.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Um, and everyone deals with it in different ways and I always thought that was so interesting because for me, I feel like I go out so much and I love socializing, but I still like definitely suffer from it, but I can't hide away from people, so it's kind of this catch-22. But I know that... You've talked about it before, but I just wonder how you deal with it, especially moving in a new place and how you've, like, grown into yourself. I don't know. I've been interested in it because you are very grounded and you keep yourself so busy with so many awesome projects. And I really love that and respect that. But, yeah, maybe you have some tips for people with social anxiety?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely have so much social anxiety. I have so much. Uh, every type of anxiety you could have i have it
0: i don't want to make you have to lash out on yourself but no no i mean (laughs) i just have i've been finding myself struggling with it more and more and i'm like always trying to talk to other people about it maybe they have tips on like maybe pulling yourself out of that moment or like you know just anything like that
1: yeah i mean i i find myself like forcing myself Like, I'll be like, I I should go to this show and then, like, kind of talk myself out of it. And then after I talk myself out of it, just have to be like, we're doing this.
0: Does that help you? Or do you feel like, do you go and do that because you feel like people will want you to do it or because you actually would like to?
1: Because I would like to. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have any sort of situation where I, like, hang out with groups of friends that much. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I find myself going places alone a lot. Which but you enjoy fine. that, yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. I really do. I like, feel I like love you going like to being the alone. Mo- yes, I do. That's awesome. I like going to the movies alone and stuff, yeah. uh, stuff like that. But even in those situations, sometimes I have to like kind of force myself out of the house because it's so easy to just get caught up in your own world in yeah. your house, totally. You know,
0: well, that kind of like brings me to the other thing. I maybe you told me this, or maybe I'm paraphrasing, but I feel like. There was a point in your life where, even still, you write like five songs a day. Uh, you loosely write information.
1: I, I, there's been times where I've written like three songs a day.
0: That's so crazy and insane and cool. But I think that also like proves to you being like so driven to make shit happen. Like, how do you do that? What's your process?
1: Uh, I mean, right now I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I haven't been writing three songs a day. I've been writing like one song. Still, that's a day. insane.
0: That's awesome. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's very easy for me to write songs that doesn't speak to their quality at all. It's just easy to you know construct a thing that somebody could recognize as a song. Yeah, um, I I think a lot of them are very bad. I mean, I know a lot of them are very bad. And then, but my idea with that is that eventually one of them is going to be good. Totally. and and i kind of have this feeling in my head or or this kind of truth i've i don't know if it, it is actually true or whatever but i think it helps me to just not get discouraged is that i just have to dig through the bad songs to get to the good songs totally so i just have have to write and you know sometimes they'll be bad and then eventually there will be a good one that's awesome so that's that's what drives me to write In situations where I would be writing three songs a day is because I am, you know, desperately trying to get to something good. I
0: think you definitely have. I, I really respect that. And I think that's for somebody like me who I, I get so discouraged when I try to like I just have such a short attention span that I would love to be able to focus in and do that because it's such a productive way of like even if it does suck, you're still doing it. And it's just the intentions there and you're putting time aside to make something in general, yeah. which is like the best thing you could be doing yeah. And probably mm-hmm. over time. It will become something you really love and manifests in in itself like a beautiful song. But I don't know. I also am curious about how you how your brain works because I'm like fuck. I want to be able to do that. I just don't. I don't know how to turn my brain off and like really focus in on something. Even if like if you do get discouraged, let's say you write three songs and you're like fuck, I hate all of these. But you still do it every single day. Like that's really rad and something I really admire and I want to take on for myself in any sort of way it's just cool that you know that the intention's there and you know how much it means to you and that it, it always has brought in you joy but even when it's hard it's like it's still worth it
1: yeah hopefully yeah that's that's the idea yeah cool yeah i think the thing that i find myself saying uh to myself and to other people sometimes if they ask for a about songwriting or whatever as it applies to songwriting i i just tell people like don't be afraid to write a shitty song because mm-hmm. you're gonna yeah and you I
0: might think as maybe well that's what my brain is afraid of but it's that's so definitely irrational. that's
1: what keeps me from writing songs when i when i am not writing songs is because yeah. i'm like it feels like such a failure because mm-hmm. i've obviously like just looking at this room i've like built my entire life around you know writing songs and being a songwriter and then there's never a time where i i feel like uh, i don't want to say there's never a time but it, it's very hard for me to feel um good about myself in in terms of being a musician yeah. and, and songwriter so
0: but you make so many you make so much shit all the time you're so like prolific you it's really cool thank you yeah yeah i really admire it
1: appreciate it
0: and I also just like, you know, with your lyrics, it is you write about things, you know, and it's very personal. Like, I feel like if people don't know you, if they listen to your music, they feel like they get a real sense of your personality and like how you view yourself or your your loved ones or whatever's going on in your life. It's cool. Thanks. And yeah, I just I think it's cool. Thanks, That's Shelby. All. Of course. Well, you're speaking of songs. Song number two. Yes, Beyonce Halo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You might have a story with this one as I well. I do.
1: It's a continuation of my last story.
0: Oh my god, I love it.
1: So you were at my wedding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you yeah. remember this I detail. I got bed
0: bugs at your wedding.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that Iron and Wine song was supposed to be our song. Yeah. That we danced to, and we got married, and then we, you know, get do the whole thing where it's like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, yes, Cassie and Chris Farron uh. <laughs> And then we just got out there, and then we we're just standing there in silence. And then, like, I like turned to the DJ, and she's like, "I don't know where the song is," and it's like f- losing her mind, like, like frantically, like tapping away at her computer. And then after like twenty <laughs> seconds, I it was all kind of a blur to me. But after like twenty seconds, she was like, "I can just play something else," and we were like, "Okay." She's like Beyonce, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> It's just Obviously, like randomly, yes, just play yeah. And then, so our first song ended up being "Halo" by Beyonce, <laughs> like for no reason.
0: <laughs> Do you even like that song?
1: It's, I mean, it's just—it's not a bad song. Thankfully, it's not like a song I I I disliked. Yeah. you know. And now it has like special meaning to me. Yeah. But I never thought about that song <laughs> in any way before that.
0: Oh my god, I remember that moment. Yeah. I remember but I don't know. I just was not tuned in enough to be like see all the frantic stuff happening. I right. found out about it later. Yeah. But I did think it was so interesting that you guys came out and did that as your dance. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Huh." <laughs> Cuz maybe they love this song so much. I don't yeah. know. Maybe Chris is obsessed with this uplifting Beyoncé song. Yeah,
1: it was very strange. And I also remember vaguely like in in those like 45 seconds of panic. I told like Casey and and Derek and Sean to like vamp or something to, and like distract the audience. Oh yeah. And I don't know, I don't remember what they were doing, but I remember like turning and seeing that they were like that, like Casey was on Derek's shoulders or something. And then somebody was doing the worm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's just so such a panic so of like,
4: <laughs> hurry. Anything you
2: can
0: do. <laughs> The worm? Was Derek dancing. doing the I think it,
1: in my Everyone's mind, I can't picture worm. anybody else but Derek doing the Oh, my the
0: worm. God. Maybe I was so taken aback by those the guys worm. doing that <laughs> that I didn't notice the panic. Yeah, it worked. It, it worked. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay, well, let's listen to their favorite song. Their yeah, first our dance. first dance. This is uh, Halo by Beyoncé.
4: Shirt
1: Good
0: for, good for the old Mike. Mm. So, wow,
1: perfect, beautiful number. Do you,
0: when you hear that song now, are you just like, "Wow, being married rocks"?
1: No, I just think about.
0: <laughs> you think about the worm.
1: I think about the worm. Yeah, <laughs> I just think about the face of the DJ. And how like terrified oh, God, and, and bummed out she feeling. looked. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I felt bad for her. I, I've I mean, it's like it didn't really matter, yeah. you know.
0: Well, you guys are pretty laid back, but still, that good thing you are laid back because that could have been like yeah. the end of her. <laughs> yeah. Um. Some people take that extremely, extremely seriously. That I mean, with reason. But yeah. Um. This is a perfect subway. Subway. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm,
1: we're I we're subway. recording at a subway, yeah, by the way. And I have this a, is a perfect I had
0: subway. to do an advertisement for a foot. <laughs> that's all you had yeah. to say. This is a perfect subway. <laughs> it's so clean. Um, there's napkins on every counter. Yep. And there's a guy mopping. Yep. And it smells like that specific subway smell. I think it's a spray, a chemical spray. Really? Yeah. Isn't it the bread? Is this sprayed? It's there's gotta be a spray on the bread. What? I mean, okay, think about it. Every Subway you've ever passed by smells uh-huh. specifically like Subway. Uh huh. But every other restaurant uses the same kind of bread. Do they? I mean, they have like whatever seasoned bread, sourdough, whole wheat, maybe like an olive, parmesan, fried thing. But that's not how it smells. It smells like Subway. Yeah. It's a chemical smell. Yeah. I swear it. Look into it. Maybe, yeah. They have, you know, like they want you to identify like, oh, that's a Subway. So they put this spray on everything. You
1: know what Subway should do? What? They should sell Subway scented candles that make your uh, house smell like Subway. should
0: do that. Uh, Subway should do it. No, no, because they (laughs) already have enough money. We should try and get one of those sprays.
1: One of those subway sprays? Yeah,
0: and then spray it at should, your house.
1: Should we go to the subway across the street and like, give me one of those sprays? Let's
0: walk by it afterward and tell me if there's not a spray smell. Okay. And I'll go in there and be like, where's the spray? <laughs> <laughs> give me the spray. Give me that spray. Give me, it's my birthday in a couple of days. Give me the spray. <laughs> um, all right. Wait, but that's not what I was. Here's my perfect segue from your first dance, not subway. I hate subway. <laughs> What is it like being Cassie's husband?
1: It's great. Cassie rocks.
0: Cassie does rock. She's. Can we talk about it?
1: Yeah, I could talk about Cassie forever.
0: You have known Cassie for one million years.
1: That's right. Dr. Evil.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's true. (laughs) Um, And I think that you guys are very special. Thank you. And she is very special. And what is it like... Being a husband to Cassie, especially when, you know, I feel like you both are very individualistic people. So it's it's I always have admired and found it so interesting how people, especially in touring relationships, make it work. Right. Especially living in like a, a smaller space, shared space with somebody. It's like those are hard things to accomplish. And that proves to how well you guys work together because that's rare.
1: Yeah, it's it. Yeah, Cassie's just simply the best. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've been basically together since we were like eighteen, I think seventeen or eighteen. Beautiful. We broke up a, a little bit in between. I don't know why this is important. You didn't hey, even you know, ask it's me. It's okay. <laughs> I
0: want I want you to say whatever you want. But to, yeah, but- we've
1: been so. But yeah, we've we've been together for a very long time. I, it's hard to put into words. How great she she's is! She's so
0: supportive and wonderful. She is incredibly she's supportive. A
1: she's a genius. It's
0: just the way that you guys are together is so sweet. Because I think she is the funniest person in the she world. She is so funny. But she's like a like deep cuts. Like you think about it, and you're like, oh my god, how did you think of that? Like, yeah. And I, it took me ten minutes to really fully understand.
1: Yeah. You know, I I, I feel like I am probably a challenging person. To no. not to love but to <laughs> be around all the time because I – especially for her because she is kind of my safe space or mm-hmm. whatever. So I dump a lot of the insecurities that I have on her and I'm mm-hmm. always like saying things like should I stop doing everything I'm doing no. and should I give up everything and am I stupid? Like a constant barrage of that. Comes I at her my boyfriend too yeah so but she's always so good at uh dealing with me like that. I hope I am I mean she is not anywhere near as uh, insecure or whatever as I am about her own self and life uh, but I hope I am even a little bit of what she is uh for me
0: to I her. think you are it's very sweet, especially like like I said you both are very individualistic but touring is a hard thing to get through but you guys have been doing it for so long that it's it's yeah it well,
1: works out cuz when we started dating it was like I basically started touring at the same time we started dating yeah so I've been actually the the past like 3 years I probably have we've probably had more time together even though I've still been touring a lot mm-hmm. um but I used to tour
0: like, a, lo- a lot. And you already tour like eight months out of the year anyway, I feel like. This past year, you've been gone a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's a, it's always more than less. Yeah. It's cool. but Yeah, it's, like, I like it. I mean,
1: I, I'm also like a person who, which is always kind of surprises me. I meet more people that say they don't really like touring than I meet people who like, yeah, love touring. same. And I, lo- I love being on tour. I, I, It's like my favorite thing in the world. Um, Why is that? I mean, I just like, uh, I like performing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and also like a feeling of like accomplishment and productivity is so tied to mm-hmm. touring for me because it's such a cut and dry like.
0: It's very active.
1: It's very active and it's like you have these things you have to do.
0: No matter what.
1: Right. And at home, like, you have to be a lot more, like, self-disciplined yeah. to kind of – I I have to be more self-disciplined to just kind of feel like I'm being productive or accomplishing things. And it's just a a little more challenging at
0: home. Yeah, totally. Especially when you go from, like, going, 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 and then you're like, oh, all my stuff's here and it's going to stay here. And I got 48 hours to just do nothing at all. Yeah. And that's so easy to slip back into, like, just being lazy. Yeah. But it's such a harsh, like, cut-and-dry feeling of, like, whoa, wait, why am I not moving around so much now? Like, I feel bad that I'm not doing yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel, too. Yeah. Um, Well, with you and Cassie, like, you both moved out here from Florida to L.A., what, like, A year, two years ago? A year year, and a half? A year
1: and a half ago, yeah.
0: Do you feel, how do you feel living here? And how do you feel like you guys are happier with your adjustment or do you like living in LA?
1: I love living in LA. I liked living in Naples. I was really afraid to move. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, That's your hometown.
1: It's my hometown. And it's also, we were just in a good situation and it was cheap to Mm -hmm. live there. Um, And something I'm always worried about. I don't want to say I'm always worried about money, but I'm always just like generally worried about like my life falling apart. Yeah. And to be farther, to be on the other side of the country, like it just is like feels like it's a, it's it's, a, it's farther to fall.
0: Yeah, totally. You know.
1: Um, but it's been it's been great so far. Like it's been really great.
4: Cool.
1: You know. Um, we found out that she got the job that like moved us out here um the night before i left for tour and so and i was gonna be on tour for a month so i was on tour for a month and she just moved while i was gone
0: that's you know proves to how wonderful she is she just gets shit done Mm -hmm. it's cool yeah um i think this is a good time maybe for your third song third song do you know who it's by
1: Mm. no
0: this guessing game is fun it's by Kevin Devine.
1: Oh right, this is a great song.
0: I was alive back then.
1: I had a chance to tour with Kevin. Well, I I first met Kevin because we toured together a long time ago. Fake Problems it was a, it was the tour was say anything. Kevin Devine, Fake Problems, and opening was the Front Bottoms. Whoa! So it was a very long time ago, but so I, that's when I met Kevin. But we, I feel like I would see him now and again, and we've always had like a lot of f- friends in common but then i just toured with him again at the beginning of this year or not even like in the summer and it was just so much fun and he this was a song that he played every night and it's just about it's about having like a kid which i don't have experience with or anything it's also just kind of about appreciating things and kind of my perspective on the song is that it's it it definitely encourages me to kind of try to appreciate what i have and li- try to live in the moment more Awesome. Which is, like, the hardest thing in yeah. the world
0: for me to do. I think you're alone with that. Yeah. It's hard to stay so, like, present and, like, just not get overwhelmed with, well, what's going to happen in a month or whatever. Like, yeah. things that you have no control over, but you only have control over things that are happening right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's listen to it. It's a very beautiful song. Here it is. All my lives are. Pretty song. It's great. I felt emotional listening to it.
1: Yeah, it's such a good song. I cried one time when I listened to it when I was driving. in
0: person. Uh, I mean, by yourself.
1: By uh, (laughs) driving somewhere. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, I yeah I'm very emotional. I can just think about things and just start crying. Really? One time I just looked at somebody and I said, "You're my best friend," and I just started crying. What, what's wrong with me? I can't. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if this is a good segue, but I'm still going to start it because it's my next little point. Okay. I feel like, well, before I get into this, I really want to make a point that I'm not trying to be negative or put anyone down or put anyone's interest in the garbage. Right. Everyone should like what they like, and if they enjoy it, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But that being said, I also believe in growing and moving on, and if you don't like something, you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, and I sort of feel like that about our our shared world with the fest.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: And I'm not. I don't know. I I'm worried I'm gonna sound way more negative than I'm trying to be, but I just thought since <laughs> fake problems, it was such like a I don't know, not an institution of the fest, but it was such like engraved in in that subculture. Yeah. Um, that I feel like maybe it was hard to pull away from that if you did want to branch out and, like, kind of be more exposed to different experiences in the music world, and maybe, I don't know, did you struggle with you wanting to branch out as a solo musician? So I feel like it got kind of tired, like... It's now like it's it's a wonderful community, and I love that about it. But it's I feel like it's kind of an echo chamber of like the same sounding music and the same message, and right. instead of it growing and evolving. Which is okay that it's not. But I just felt I felt bad when I started growing and evolving out of it, and I don't know. I just feel maybe you feel the same way.
1: Yeah, I've I I've always had so many different feelings about the fest. um, Fake Problems, we always did very well at the fest. And then um, all of my art, arts, mm-hmm. all my arts. <laughs> yeah, all your arts. All my arts have done well at the fest. And I'm, I've, I've been lucky to play it so many times. Um, I, For me, I remember when I decided that I, and you know, who knows? Maybe I'll play it again. I have no idea. At the very least, like what made me take this past year off was last year when I announced I was playing Somebody said, "Like, of course you are," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore." Yeah,
0: that's totally the underlying message that I kind of—that's a perfect explanation of what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, yeah, that it's not like moving on; it's just kind of like a same like circus,
1: right? And and that's. You it's know, okay. That's what it is. I mean, that's yeah, it's, it's true. It's it is. Um, and these are great bands. But it's like you know, bands like Hot Water Music and and stuff like that. Like that's that's the vibe of the fest. Mm-hmm. And that if that's what they want to be, if that's the spirit of the the thing, then they then, then they're, they're doing it
0: right. Then they're doing it right. I guess I'm not even trying to sh- put anything on the fest. Just I feel like you know, with that same message of like, oh, of course you are. I feel like bands may get looped in like one subculture, and it's harder to not tour with bands or be involved in a different world of uh, exposed to a different world right. of music because they all kind of tour together. And then right, and that's just, not
1: even so much the fest. That's just yeah. kind of like the music scene in general. Yeah, especially well. I think we can only talk about this one because it's really our experience. Totally. Um, Yeah. I, I fake problems specifically, and a little bit moving on from that. But maybe I just don't care as much anymore. But in fake problems, I never felt like anybody. I never felt like we belonged in anything. Like I never felt uh, welcome when we would play. Like because when fake problems started, or when we like got going or whatever when when people started paying attention to us we were on like against me's record label we were touring with against me a lot so we were constantly like tied to the Gainesville scene and we were like people would say like fake problems from Gainesville Florida I was like that's six hours away from where we're actually from and you know we were young we were like 20 when that was happening and the people in the Gainesville scene were all like you know 30 and they hated us. They like hated us. Why? I don't know. I think they thought we were like, like a like a boy band version of Against Me or something.
0: Huh. That's so silly.
1: And it was so weird. And, and we would always get like these comments from these people, you know, like the punk news people, that it was like. Damn, things are moving too fast for fake problems. I don't even understand it. In the meantime, I was like, what do you mean? Like, we're not even that a very successful <laughs> band or anything. It's just like they posted about us uh, twice in one week on this website. <laughs> yeah, so strange. Yeah, yeah. so the, that always bothered me. And then, you know, we would try to play shows with like more indie bands and then we would be too punk for that mm-hmm. and then we would play with punk bands like uh, like Smoker Fire or like Fat Records mm-hmm. bands and people really didn't like us. They were like what the fuck is this? When we played we opened for No Effects one time and people were calling <laughs> us the slurs.
0: Are you serious? Yeah.
1: The f-word. Oh my god. Like well, screaming I, uh, at us uh, yes. as we were playing on, on stage. Like um, the
0: negative uh, but kind of But to bro-y be fair, quote.
1: not to be fair to those people because yeah. I don't want to be fair to them, but uh
0: <laughs> it, yes, was, them, it was it was a
1: situation where we were opening for No Effects. It was a random thing. It was probably on the way to a fest. Yeah. Uh cuz it was like No Effects Teenage Bottle Rocket uh and we we opened and we specifically played, like, our slowest, good. saddest songs. Oh, it was so good. And we thought that was so funny. And yeah. it was. I still think that's very funny. That is so yeah. funny. Yeah. So
0: that's why they, they couldn't handle how emotional they were feeling, so they called you that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just couldn't help it. Well, yeah. well, I mean, with your solo career being so prominent right now and what your main focus, I would say.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: Um, do you feel more grounded in ex- getting – Kind of involved with different types of music, or do you? How do you feel about where you're at now? Your your progression of of being a touring solo musician must be much different than being in a a unit of a band, where right. they're kind of like branded as something. You know, you can d- change it however you want it to be, right? And just maybe in the past couple of years since you've been doing it so nonstop, do you feel like you're evolving still, or do you feel like
1: I feel a lot more content in the place that I like in the world that I'm in mm-hmm. I like I think that's that's been a thing since I started working with Jeff Rosenstock the best I love him and just working with him kind of opened me up to you know people who have always been my friends anyway but I I, I started to feel like I belonged to To kind of a group of people more. I think that
0: resonates through the music too. You can tell that it like clicks and it's really cool.
1: Yeah. So like, you know, with Jeff and and Laura Stevenson and AJJ and all these bands um, and then just being on Side One Dummy, which where a lot of these bands like call home or whatever. That's kind of a, a a feeling of community that I had never really felt before, and I, I mean I attribute that to Jeff and I attribute it to Side One Dummy. And yeah, I I like the vibe and the aesthetic and and like the the world that I am involved in. I don't really like I I you know my only complaint is that I wish I could do more. Like I wish I were touring more. You know, That's awesome. anytime I'm not on tour, I wish I were on tour. So, um. But, yeah, like I think, again, with fake problems and stuff, we were always trying because we didn't really feel like we fit in musically with the punk scene that we were involved in. We were more interested in like specifically at the time, I think we were like obsessed with like Vampire Weekend or something. So that's like where our minds, we would see what they were doing and be like, how do we kind of get into Mm -hmm. that world more? And that that's cool and stuff, but I see that happening from the outside now more to people who are kind of and, and to go back, like that never worked out for fake problems. <laughs> we essentially we we tried just to go anywhere that would have us and yeah. everybody nobody really
0: oh, cared no. about us.
1: That's I mean, there were definitely people who like fake problems yeah. and we didn't like It was
0: just not the bros from no effects shows.
1: Right. It was hard for people to understand what we were because they, our name had been around for so long. And I think every different subculture associated with a a different subculture that they Mm -hmm. didn't care about. Yeah. So we just were like, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. That's my perspective. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I forget why I was talking about. Oh, oh! Now I just don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't care if like what website reviews my records mm-hmm. or whatever. I, because I've started to have more of a relationship with like the actual people who like the music. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a result of like you know, it sounds so stupid, but like social media and stuff and being able to kind of have a more direct relationship with these people. Mm-hmm you know, fans or whatever. So I, there's there's not a part of me that's like, oh, I want people to think I'm, like, s- more serious. You know, I want to get Pitchfork, whatever. Yeah, Pitchfork. Yeah.
0: Pitchfork, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, it's it's cool that you have a a community of people that y- you're all prolific musicians on your own, but then when you make music together, it's like it all clicks and it is probably a really nice feeling to finally have that like confidence in yourself especially going through like knowing what it's like to not feel like how it is to fit in and now you're like oh yeah I get it yeah I, this is this is right and this is how it should be and I don't care if I make a song that other people don't like as long as I feel good and thriving in my own community that's like all that matters yeah so that's a cool feeling okay. yeah I guess I, um my interviewing is not so good. It's great. It's it, it's okay. I think it's good. Oh, you're being very nice to me. Well, here's a cool segue. Your fourth song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a good segue. Yeah.
0: I know. I'm really, I'm killing it. Actually, here's a side note that I remembered on my way here. Can you tell me about Mr. Yucky? Uh-huh. Just really fast?
1: Where, I was just watching a movie and they Mr. Mr. yucky somebody. They call <gasps> It. Him. <laughs> the movie It, they uh somebody gets Mr. Yucky oh anyway. Mr. Yucky is a game that fake problems used to play. We must have played it when you were on tour mm-hmm. with us, where you lick your hand and then you go up to an unsuspecting person and you just rub your licked hand on their face. That is you
0: have to say Mr. Yucky though, right?
1: I guess so, yeah.
0: Mr. Yucky they call him. Yeah. <laughs> I still mumble that to myself. <laughs> it's a disgusting not... game. It is. Especially probably when you haven't washed your hands in forever. It's more sickening for you. Yeah. Licking up your germs.
1: Licking up your germs. Licking up...
0: Anyway, I'm gonna play Mr. Yucky soon. Well, number four, your song.
1: Wait, what? You're gonna play Mr. Yucky soon? You're gonna do I'm it gonna to catch me? You
0: <gasps> on the way to Subway. Okay. I'm gonna Mister Yucky, your sandwich. Oh no! Wouldn't that be the same thing as if I just took a bite?
1: Uh, kind of. Yeah. Or spit in it.
0: Or just salivated while uh, I was eating the sandwich because it was it. so good. Yeah, that's I, classic Subway. Subway's delicious.
1: This is a perfect Subway.
0: <laughs> this is a perfect Subway. Tallest man on earth.
1: This is a the dreamer. The dreamer. This is a song that, uh, when I feel depressed, makes me feel. Um, I don't know if it makes me feel better, but you know, when you're depressed and you listen you have like a there's like a song that you listen to and it makes you feel is oh, it yeah. better or does it just make you it just it, it just just you, feels feel, good you feel feels good or something. It. Yeah. That's this is the song that when I feel sad oh, like really moves me.
0: Oh boy. I listened to it and I felt the same way. Yeah, it's a really good song. I listened and to if, all your songs and I was like, Whew <laughs> <laughs> to go lay in the sun for yeah. a little bit. No, I, I, when I was listening to all your songs, I totally resonated with how I feel. I don't listen to like fast punk as much anymore. Anything that I, th- I thought I w- would always listen to. Whenever I'm alone, I only want to listen to stuff that will make me feel what you just explained. Like the the stuff that makes me want to sit and just really feel something and like almost feel all the hurt or like yeah have feel the emotional yeah parts of me, which is I guess just like only sad songs or like really like emotional. I've just been listening to a lot of jazz.
1: <laughs> wow, I didn't <laughs> see that coming
0: <laughs> It's true. I don't know. I'm I'm just feeling some shit. Yeah. But um yeah, I. That's cool. I'm glad you picked one of those songs and put it on here. Um, yeah. Can you tell me about Tallest Man on Earth a little bit?
1: He is. Mm, Just, I mean,
0: I don't even if you don't know it much, but he's how you found the song? Scandinavian, maybe. I believe. Okay. How how did you find? song? You don't the song? care about that part.
1: Well, how I, did I am find this song? I should
0: know. You should, know you should have other already other. known him. He's like
1: actually Scandinavian
0: though. I actually am. Have He's you seen a- my face? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a,
1: like a little accent. Oh. He lives there.
0: Oh. One time a guy came up to me and he was like, how Italian are you? What does
1: that mean?
0: <laughs> I don't think 1% of my face looks Italian.
1: I wouldn't say so either. Did you say,
0: hey, I smack you, say saw your head You like that? <laughs> That
1: sounds. That's how Italian. I don't
0: have any pizza pie. You piece of garbage. You piece of friggin' pie garbage. Pie garbage. I don't even eat your pizza. You pizza shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah,
0: I did say that. I said, look into my green eyes. Yeah. And my blonde hair.
1: Yeah, green like the friggin' Italian flag.
0: Green like the friggin' flag, and blonde like the noodles, the pasta noodles. <laughs> So true. Wow, I guess I am Italian. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't. I don't. How did you find the song?
1: The song I, I just got into. Tallest man on earth because when I f- first started doing solo stuff, I was acoustic, and I was so bored by being acoustic that mm-hmm. I was like trying to figure out how to be better at it and how to be more entertaining for an audience. And he is somebody who primarily, at least for many years, and became successful uh, just being him in a guitar. He is like a crazy, incredible guitar player. So I just decided, I mean, I I had to be uh, him, you know, I practiced, (laughs) but I I never quite got there. I'm still practicing, of course, but uh, but yeah, he's he's just so good. Uh, And so I was in a way like studying him and and the way he would perform and stuff. But
0: he's a unique way of singing.
1: Yes, that's also true. Mm-hmm. And he plays guitar in really weird ways and he uses a lot of really cool tunings. But yeah, that obviously, like, looking into him led me to his discography and cool. his song. Just the song, this song is especially interesting for his catalog because it's like most of his songs are like, like super mm-hmm. like picking and stuff and like acoustic. And this song is just like just him and an electric guitar and it's like super standard tuning like the 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 chords of the song are super simple and stuff and it's just just awesome
0: cool well, let's listen to it this is tallest man on earth with the dreamer <laughs>
3: Shall be diving then gone. It's like nothing in this world ever still. And I'm just a shadow of your thoughts of me. But sun is setting, shadows growing. like nothing in this world ever sleep.
0: back. <laughs> I'm getting the giggles. Giggling. Chris. Shelby. Hey, it's December 1st.
1: Happy New Year. Do you
0: want to talk about what December means to you?
1: What do you want me to say? That I have My a Christmas birthday. Your kidding. birthday. No, no. It's coming your, your right
0: album. up. It's on the third. 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 It's undeferred. It's undeferred. (laughs) It's undeferred. Um, your Christmas album, Chris. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Your Chris Farin Miss album. Yeah. Sorry.
1: I made a Christmas album. You're heavily featured on it.
0: Heavily is an understatement. You're on three songs. (laughs) But nobody knows that I'm on three songs. I just one of the
1: you are the only person other than me that has a song named after you on the record. We high fived.
0: Yep. That's cool. I feel really special about that. I tried to show my parents on Christmas, and they didn't care. What the (laughs) hell? (laughs) It was like, look, my name, my voice, my (laughs) album. I hear your voice every damn
1: day on tour because I have Um, that sample on my uh, How does the
0: snowman get around? Is that what it is?
1: Uh
0: Uh-huh. Oh, I'll say the joke. How does the snowman get around? How? On their icicles, of course, of course, yeah, yeah. You yeah. already knew the joke, and yeah. you have to hear it.
1: Oh, yeah, we, uh, Mike Park from Asian Man Records, Asian Man Records, uh, repressed it on vinyl.
0: Cool, and it sold
1: the heck out.
0: Oh, perfect.
1: Except I have one for you. Really? Do you? You don't have the. Old I only book. have. The first pressing? Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't think I have it on vinyl.
1: Oh, great. Well, then you're going to get one. It's yes. under the bed. You won't be able to see it.
0: And guess what? I'm going to bring it home to my parents, and they still won't care. <laughs> um Well, yeah, it's a beautiful album. Thank you. I love that you wrote a Christmas album. Thanks. I'm so Eve. tired of hearing all these g- crappy old tunes. Right? Yeah. Thanks for helping me make it. Well, I don't know if we're going to get in trouble but that poem I heard...
1: I know. I think about that a lot, I actually. Didn't write like,
0: that poem. I know.
1: You. What did you? You just Googled like Christmas poem and then I, read it.
0: Well, a kind of. I spent at least twenty minutes trying to find a good one. I. I think I typed in Christmas. Did you, are these?
1: Did you just leave these as messages on my answering yes. machine?
0: No, you. I sent them as notes or oh, voice, voice voice memos. Dem- right. Yeah. Right. Um, I sent a couple of the jokes and then I said something like, "Wow." Stevie Muscle. Oh, right, keep right, the tune. Yeah, Sean
1: has a, Sean has a keyboard solo, and I told you to just say a bunch <laughs> of stuff about how he was doing a keyboard. Wow, solo. you're so
0: good. You're the keys, baby. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Oh uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I've, I I uh, went on like Christmas. Christmas poems on GeoCities right. and found like yeah. the old shitty... Hopefully it's
1: like royalty oh, I went free, deep. like super I went, old.
0: I went super deep, like somebody's abandoned Christmas blog from yeah. 1998. Mm-hmm. And it was like a sh- really shitty poem. I mean, it was a good poem, perfect for that. But once, I'm not saying it's shitty. Right. But it was like on a shitty website. That's right, what I right, mean. Right. Not a shitty poem. <laughs> it was
1: a good. It poem. wasn't a shitty poem. It was, it was a on a shitty poem. website.
0: Yeah, I really meant. I mean, I meant that. I didn't mean to lie. Um, but <laughs> Christmas. Wow, beautiful. Do you Please? like Christmas? Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel fine the same. About I, it. I
1: actually don't have like. I'm not, it's, really? it's interesting. I mean, it's not interesting, it but it's something because I, I didn't make a, a Christmas album because I love Christmas. I made a Christmas album because I was afraid of making a regular album.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Do, can we unpack that? Else sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: I wanted to be, become better at recording uh, and I wanted to have a low pressure outlet or or arena to work in to figure out how to become better at recording stuff. And so the only thing I could think of was I will make a record and record it and release it. Cause I knew also if, if I was just going to be like, Oh, I'll just, you know, slowly get better at recording by just goofing around. Like I knew I, I had to be like, I'm going to put something out into the world. So then that's where the idea of having a Christmas album came from. So yeah, that's, that's how the idea came about awesome because if it, because then the pressure is lower because it's like, if it's very bad, it's a Christmas album. Who cares? <laughs> uh, and if it's good, cool, it's good.
0: See, that just like proves to how your brain works with productivity, is that you still release stuff and want to get better at recording so you make an album, and you put it out. That's awesome. I feel like most people wouldn't want to do that. And it is a great album, and people Thank love you. it. Thank that's you. That's so cool. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yay. So, yeah, Christmas. Wow, buy the album.
1: Buy it, baby. Um,
0: Your fifth song is your last song, and we are approaching it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's
1: that? Park. Oh, you're parking? <laughs> What's
0: that? <laughs> I'm jiggling my keys out of the ignition. Ah. I'm putting them in my purse. <laughs>
1: That's an old purse. It's
0: really rickety. I need to buy a new one. Yeah. For Christmas.
1: Oh.
2: Woo!
0: Closing the purse. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it flew away.
4: (laughs) 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 It flew away. (laughs) 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 Give me back my keys.
0: (laughs) Wow! Is, oh, oh wow. Shelby! Oh, my purse flew away. <laughs> anyway, we are here at your fifth song. Yes, Nico Case. Mm-hmm. I wish I was the moon. Yeah, That's where my bag is going right now. Yeah,
1: the freaking moon. <laughs> the friggin' moon. <laughs> yeah, I think this is this, pretty much the same vibe as the as the last one for me. It's like another song that like. Just makes me feel everything when I'm feeling sad. I think the value of that of of songs like that is just like even if it's not making you feel better, it's making you feel like you're not. This is like a pretty standard cheesy thing to say, it's but like cheesy, I wanna hear making it. you feel like you're not like the only person in the world who is depressed or something. You know, I
0: think that's why we listen to music. Yeah, it's a human feeling we all need. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. I just love Nico Case very much. Oh she's God. so good. Yeah. I love, I celebrate her entire discography. Oh my God,
0: she's amazing. So good. I think her whole albums are do the same feeling for me. Yeah. Like she's just she's got a voice of an angel. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to hijack your no, spot. No, no. But I, Nico I, Case has a way of doing that. Yeah. It's really beautiful.
1: I agree with you.
0: Well, this song, it's from her album, Blacklisted. Yeah. Which is an older one. Yeah. I don't remember what year it's from, but it's, she's made so I think so many it, come, it
1: was like 2006 or something. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. Chris, thank you for being on my show.
1: Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thanks for having me at this perfect subway.
0: This is the best smelling subway I've ever been in. <laughs> I can't believe my bag flew away. <laughs> I gotta pay. Chris, can you cover my sandwich? Oh, yeah, of course. Wow. With what? The spray? <laughs> Give it another spray. <laughs> Oh, it ran out. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. Thank you. I love you.
1: Oh, me? Yeah. I love you, too. Oh, no, Thank you so
0: much. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Okay, Bye. Bye.
2: Chimney falls and lovers play. Thought that I was young Now I've freezing hands and bloodless veins As numb as I've become I'm so tired I wish I was the moon tonight Last night I dreamt I'd forgotten my Cause I sold my soul, but I woke just the same. I'm so lonely. I wish I was the moon tonight. production.